After enduring a very long losing streak, the Arizona Coyotes finally get back in the winning column with a 4-3 to win over the Detroit Red Wings. We're going to talk about that game on today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlik right beside me. On today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast, I want to thank everyone for making the show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. We got a great show for you guys on today's episode. Arizona has had a long losing streak just ended after a win over the Detroit Red Wings at home in a shootout. I'm going to talk about that game. Carl, what does it feel to finally get back in the winning column after, what was it, a nine-game losing streak? Yeah, it was a nine-game losing streak, um, which was very demoralizing, especially towards the end, where the Coyotes were playing like pretty okay hockey and still coming up short. Like it, It's nice to get that win. Like There'll be more losses, uh, people watching the standings, um, but you need to get a win in every once in a while. Yeah, because you know, like it, it goes in that way where you talk about you look at the teams that, that they play, and the, t- the t- I think here's the most important part. What I'm trying to get at is you need to win every now and then, but also those losing streaks are a reminder, Carl, of what this team actually is. Because the Coyotes had some pretty awesome wins beforehand, and it was like, hey, maybe this team isn't as bad as we thought. Yes, and then they go on this losing streak, you know, losing to. Um, like pretty bad to some teams. I'm looking at you know the, the some of the teams they lost to, um, like losing to the Blackhawks and losing to the Sharks, um, to as the, examples. Uh, like, and, yeah, it, it like, was it was bad, and, and I think one of the things we talked about, um, like way back when the Coyotes were having like a three game win streak, uh, was the fact that there was going to be like a corresponding losing streak later down the line. Um, because you know, they were maybe overplaying, uh, to start off and they've crashed back to earth. Like for a while, they had one of the best power plays in the league. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I think we should have realized that this was not sustainable. Oh, you know, I think we were, we were getting too confident because the team looked really confident out there. It was like, you know what? Maybe it's not that bad. And we're like, oh, right. No, that's right. It's a tanking season. Nah, I totally yeah. forgot about that. Even though we've been talking about it being a tanking season this entire time, we're like, you know, tank hard for Bedard, fight for Fantelli, whatever, you know, prospect you want to go for. Um, and, you know, when they kept winning, we're just like, you know what? Maybe we don't need it. And they go, and they go losing again on this losing streak. It's like, oh, yeah, that's right. We do. <laughs> yeah. It, and it does seem like... They they definitely need more skilled players um, because there are some major gaps. Like you need a player who's going to just be consistently generating uh, offense, which they don't have right now. Uh, but 
there's still plenty of players who can like put it together for a couple games. Like they can make things interesting, which is what you want. And you want them to be doing good things during those losses, which I feel like towards the end, especially like they, they like kept in games. They tried to mount a comeback. Like this was the first time that the comeback just succeeded. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like, 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 you know, you're, you're hitting the nail on the head there. You know, I've talked about, you know, how this, you know, the team crash and burn and remind us what they actually were, but this team is still, you know, you know, miles better than the team last year. Cause the team yep. last year was just absolutely God awful. This one's like, okay, yeah, they're bad, but we see, we actually know a lot of noticing um, more competitiveness and, you know, more growth over time. And I think yeah. that is the most important part. You know, we want to see, we want to be able to see that of a rebuilding team that's, you know, building year over year, time over time. Yeah. And you also want to have like a good culture too, especially mm-hmm. during the, the down years. You want players to feel like they are constantly playing for something to improve, to be better year over year. And we are seeing some pretty significant improvement. Also just want to throw it out to like Nick Bugstad, who is like really come on strong. Uh, I don't know what happened when uh, his dad showed up for the dad's trip, but since then he's just been on fire. He's been fantastic. And I really, he's been an absolute bright spot for the coyotes. And I think, you know, we talk about, the way you know bright spots even last year right we look you know we looked at um shane gotspear and we were like oh whoa where did he come from you know nick yep. that is like that player this time you know kind of one a player that was written off for a while i was like yeah you know he can come in we'll see what he can do and he plays better than anyone expects he is making less than a million dollars this season uh he has 11 goals and nine assists which is really good numbers for that like that is significant bang for your buck uh i i do kind of wonder what the coyotes plans for him are absolutely yeah no it's it's it, it will be interesting to see how, what they plan for him um you know whether you know his play well is maybe you can be used as trade bait to just acquire more assets or to use him for the rebuild kind of like in the different in, in the other way and like hey you know what we can use you as a piece in our team you know and kind of see how you can help us grow up a team yeah like hey you had a good year you're a veteran you could be that guy in the room like let's see if we can bring you in uh, I, I think it all kind of depends on what he wants to do um if he wants to resign what he's looking for in terms of like contract but I think if they can make it work, like I, I think he is an important piece. We're coming up on the point in the rebuild where you kind of want to have a guy like Bugstad. Like this isn't the first year. This is the second going into the third. Absolutely. And we're, I'm going to, you know, we're going to get to the game in a little bit, you know, after, you know, after a break. But I do want to say this real quick, um, you know, kind of could be a similar situation maybe of the plan or Bugstad or maybe a similar thing like where Shane Gosses got the spear that could happen is you know getting traded away for assets but maybe these maybe these two players you know want to return to arizona because they know how comfortable they're at that team so after you know that contract or whatever is over with the team they're traded to 
they come back to Arizona and sign a and sign a deal. That would that wouldn't be on you know a completely you know unheard of thing. Like that's yeah. happened before. It happened with Anton Vermette. Like exactly. he traded to Chicago, won the cup, came back as a free agent. Yeah, and you know, and I think that would be a huge sign of you know the culture movement, as you kind of talked about. You know, you know, in having and building that culture for the team for the Coyotes. Yeah, I mean, it definitely could. I, I don't know if the team should risk that necessarily because. Like I think Wedgwood would have been a nice player to like side back uh, after being traded and didn't happen. Although must say, Connor Ingram played great. Yeah, well, we'll we'll definitely, um, you know, like I think you have to trust Bill Armstrong in knowing the, you know, what exactly the the player, you know likes and what they what the, what their desire is because i think that really kind of gives you the get will give you an idea yeah like th- they're having the conversations with the player with the agent i'm sure he is very much like aware of where everyone's kind of at in terms of you know where they see themselves next season absolutely we're gonna get to the uh you know the game breakdown a little bit more in just a second but first we're gonna take a quick break for a word from our sponsors Today's episode brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college bowl season to basketball and hockey, they've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those on BetOnline as well. The, the fastest and easiest way to get all your betting information, head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. So let's get let's get into the <coughs> the game. Uh, because you know it was an interesting one. So you know, a four three win in the shootout over the Detroit Red Wings. Um we can start off by talking about first star because you mentioned it, you mentioned him in Nick Bukestad because I mean, hey, that was a well-deserved for a star because yeah. not only did he get the first goal for the Coyotes, but he also got the game-winning shootout goal. Yeah, yeah. Definitely um, has been a f- great player, really good five-on-five. Five. Uh, took a few too many penalties uh, tonight for my liking, but it, what are you going to do? He did everything else to, to give the Coyotes the win. Yeah, you know, I think that's, um, there are a lot of things a lot of players can do, and you know, penalties. It's something that the Coyotes have been doing as a whole, right? We've been talking about yeah. this all season long. They just take too many gosh darn penalties, and you're just like, "What are you guys doing? You're just giving too many opportunities to the other team." Um, it then happens, but you know, I think Bukestad made up for it by helping get the win. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like there are a lot of you know, different ways you can lead in hockey. And my favorite way that you can lead is if you score goals or if you like get assists on goals, like Mm -hmm. generating the offense, like leading by offense is a great way. And to me, like Nick Bugstead is that like, especially his play five on five is just phenomenal. Yeah. Another thing that I want to 
you know, touch on because I thought I found it a really interesting, you know, like series of events is that third period, Carl, because the the uh, the Red Wings had gotten, uh, I believe, what was it? Two goals in like less than a minute. And the Coyotes got two goals to back in 70 seconds. Like, it's like, what? And if you look at it, what is that entire time frame? What is four goals in a span of three minutes? Yeah. I mean, let's be real. If there was a team that would give up two goals, like in a minute, it's the Coyotes. They are very much like that soft on the, the, you know, <laughs> the next play after, after giving up a goal. Uh, I'm just glad that they were able to take advantage and, and like kind of flip the script on the, on the Red Wings. Like you don't see that every day. And let's put, let, let's, let's, let me add another, an, a, another aspect to this, Carl. What does it say about the Detroit Red Wings? The fact that the Coyotes had gotten three regulation goals on 23 shots or less about 20 ish shots or something like that. Oh, uh, I, it, it doesn't say much. I think it was like those were like three goals in the first fifteen shots. You're like, ah, oh, yeah, that's not great. I tell that, that, that. I mean, like that says definitely something. Something about the Detroit Red Wings. It's just like, yeah. Uh, I saw an interesting stat. Uh, Dylan Gunther's goal was his first five-on-five goal uh, at any level. So this season, nice. That's a um, that's a good that's, that's a good one. Um, Gunther's goal was pretty, you know, like you know when uh, anytime you know Gunther does something, it makes me happy that he's doing that he's been doing well with the Coyotes. That they're that the Coyotes were you know made that decision to take a risk to burn that <laughs> burn that contract. He's like, you know what? Like we think you belong up here. You're definitely too good for the for the WHL. So. I mean, yeah. there's no purpose in sending you back. Um, but it, I still find it funny that you and I were kind of still hesitant on that. We're just like, eh, let's not take, you know, it's a cut. It's a, it's a tanking year. Let's not. Um, but I think it, it was a pretty good decision. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I will say this. One of the things that we were concerned about when like discussing Gunther was, how is he going to play like as the season goes on? Because not really used to that level of play. Mm-hmm. Like, is he going to be, you know, good in the first 14 games and then slowly trail off? And the opposite is true. He is like, he's gotten better. Yeah. Like, I, I think the world juniors definitely helped, like boosted his confidence and he has come back. He's, he's looked really solid. Um, and I hope he just continues to improve. And I think he will. You know, I think he's definitely going to have a lot more opportunities to continue to improve. And um, I think that does say something about the uh, the Coyotes development staff, as um, you and I have talked about multiple times over the last, you know, couple years. Yeah. Like it, drafting players is definitely very important. We have seen that in the past. Uh, the Coyotes have definitely messed up draft drafting but you know if you can get a good prospect development system in there that is 
also extremely important. Um, and, you know, it, it looks like Gunther is ready after just a year. Who would have thought? I know. And it just makes me, you know, personally excited for the future of this team. Because if Gunther's ready this early, imagine what the rest of the team's going to look like, right? Because yeah. we, you know, we don't know exactly when um, when Logan Cooley is going to show up, but I'm pretty sure he's not too far from. Um, and you have other, pro- you know, prospects out there who are getting ready to, you know, going to soon make that jump. And it's like, what, two, three years from now, this guy his team is going to be pretty fun to watch. Yeah, like... I think what since we're since we're talking about the beginning of the season predictions, uh, I think we thought Cooley maybe two years. That was before he had like one of the best World Juniors performances, uh, which you know definitely you know maybe moves up that timeline. Maybe he is ready next season, uh, and he's not maybe you know top line guy. You know protect him a little bit, get him used to the pace, but two three years from now. Producing at the NHL level, that's not out of the cards right now. I think come, yeah, you know, come, you know, refers jump, he will easily be a middle six guy to start off with. Like, yeah. But with, but with that ceiling of definitely a top line center, like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely one of those like, hey, give him the easy assignments for a while, uh, see how I could do with that. Uh, and then, uh, gotta imagine he's going to be doing some big stuff. Um, like just him in the face-off circle. You want to have that. Oh yeah, in the absolutely. key moments of the game. Oh, a hundred percent. Um, and how you know when was the last time the Coyotes had like a true like like face-off like king, like someone who can really master the face-off. Um, I I have liked what Barrett Hayton has been this season. Uh, I think the best one would maybe be like Boyd Gordon was a was definitely a face off specialist kind of guy, uh, but he didn't have that kind of elite talent with the Coyotes um, that that Cooley would bring. Like that that kind of combination is what really excites me. Yeah, that's that that's definitely going to be the fun part. Any other bits of this t- of this game that uh, you want to bring up um, that stood out to you? Uh, we, we, I mean, we got to talk about Lawson Krauss, right? It was a three assist night for him. Uh, 100%. Two primary assists. Like, Krauss has been just phenomenal lately. Like, definitely one of the Coyotes' best players. Oh, yeah. And, and think about this. Like, you look at the, 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 uh, the last year of Krauss under Tocket, and, you know, we talked about it, you know, the snake bitten that he was and kind of just, wasn't able to, you know, do as well. I mean, he was a little bit better on assists, but he didn't get the goals. You know, last year he kind of had an injury bug that that kind of let him sideline for you know a good chunk of the season. Um, he's pretty healthy this year and has excelled in a lot of different things. And this is right after you know that arbitration scare, and he's like, he's making like he's you making himself look good that you know he was worth the contract he was signed to. And that's what I love to see, right? You know, you hate to see pl- those players that, you know, make get a big contract and then get you a little complacent. There are t- there are players that do that. You know, hate you know hate to say it, but there are players that do that. Krause is the complete opposite of that. He's making himself 
prove that he was worth that contract. Yeah. I mean, Kraus had a career season last year, and it was a contract year. And you're always kind of wondering, like, players play up in the contract year. Like, everyone would do that. Like, mm-hmm. you, you all kind of want to make sure that you're doing your best before you're about to be evaluated because you know it's going to, you know, give you money. And, like, it, it's great that that is, like, just not him playing up. That is him being like, no, this is my new level. And he is on pace to exceed that. He is on pace to have his best NHL season. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's it's great to see. I love, like, like especially because we know that Kraus is a core member of this Coyotes franchise. Like, yeah. you know... You know, if you look at like Kraus and Keller, Gunther, of course, is going to be that you know soon soon to be a true member of that core. Like you see, like he's like, okay, yeah, this guy is a, a cornerstone piece, and a few years from now, he's still going to be that kind of guy, and I love it. Yeah, and it's also good. Like I think it's generally accepted that Bill Armstrong likes players like Lawson Krause. Like I I, th- I think he like best case scenario, Connor Geeky is like a Krause 2.0 with maybe a little bit more offense and a little bit more size. Like that is what I think the team is going to be, you know, structurally moving forward. Um and that's a good blueprint to have in my opinion. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like that would that's definitely a good blueprint to have. Um and you know, some people might say it's like, oh come on, the physicality, like we're not gonna move like you know, why have the big physical men? But like power having a you know, a big size power forward out there, I mean, if it's a recipe for success and if it works like for this team, then you know, like yeah, you know what, let's like it works. That's that's all I gotta say. Yeah, and I mean, you're also going to have, like, Keller and Cooley out there. So you do have, like, the smaller skill guys. Um, you got to help think that's important. Yeah, I, I, I hope there is a good mix, because I do think it does need to be a mix. But I, I think, like, Kraus as a player also provides, like, a, a fair amount of skill as a physical player. And 100%. If, if, like, that's where he's aiming for not just physicality, but skill and the physicality, like even like on the third line and the fourth line, like I would love to have the coyotes run like four good lines, like four lines where you could actually count on offense. Um, and if like Kraus is what that prototype is, cause I do kind of, you know, do you, do you see Lawson Kraus as being a second line player like a couple years from now, or is he going to be just like anchoring the team from the third line? I could definitely see him as a second line player. I do have to, un- we do have to understand where everybody else is um, yeah. because, you know, we, t- we talk about those prospects that are coming in and those prospects um, are pretty, you know, high level prospects, you know, we're going to see exactly, you know, the exact role, the, the more fit role that Gunther's going to have, you know, next season, um, you know, we'll see where Logan Cooley is going to fit two years, you know, two years from now, where Connor Geeky is going to fit in a few years from now. Like, it's, where Dylan Gunther and Barrett Hayton are going to fit two years from now. Exactly. It is like everyone coming in that way. It's just like, okay, like 
you know, it might be hard to get Kraus up to a second, you know, you know, a, you know, a, into a solid second line, but it also will tell you something it's like, Hey, you know what? To have this guy in the third line, like that's dangerous. Yeah. Th- that is a, a deep team in a way that I don't think the coyotes have ever been. Absolutely. Well, we're going to go finish our thoughts and talk, take, take a look quick at the look ahead for the Arizona Coyotes. We're going to do that real quick, but first a quick word from the sponsors on our show. And let's come back and let's talk about the road ahead for the Arizona Coyotes. Um, they got, you know, a, a couple of couple other games this week. They got uh, one more, you know, another home game um, before uh, a uh, quick stop on the road. Um, but, you know, I, so let's take a look at how this goes. So they got the Capitals on Thursday. Uh, so that's going to be tomorrow when most of you guys are listening to this show. We'll have a full pregame, um, you know, come that day. Uh, then we have the, you know, the stars, you know, in Dallas on Saturday and before coming home to face the Golden Knights on Sunday. Um, what do you think about this road ahead? And, you know, like taking a quick look at the opponents, how do you, how ready do you think the Coyotes are based off, you know, I mean, yeah, they just got off a nine game losing streak and beat the Red Wings, which let's be real, isn't, you know, a huge accomplishment, no. but, <laughs> but, um, you know, the Capitals, the Stars and the Golden Knights, like those are some, yeah. The the Red Wings, uh, third from the bottom. Those are some of the top teams in the NHL. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's one of those situations where I've said a lot this season. I don't. It doesn't matter how prepared the Coyotes are. It depends how much the other team's gonna underestimate them, because uh, you need a little bit of luck with those. Oh, hundred percent. Um. As- I, I will say though I think it will be really cool um, to uh, you know to see and I'm going to talk about it on the full pregame episode but to see Alex Ovechkin come to the mullet because um, everyone look at this point everyone wants to watch Ovechkin play because they know what he's ready he, what he's going to be ready for pretty soon like he's yeah. been on a tear um, and he was going for that record so like you know. If everyone can say they saw, you know, Ovechkin in his last couple of seasons before breaking Gretzky's record, like. Plus, it's a reverse retro night, so that's mm-hmm. always fun. Oh, yes, the reverse retros. Gotta love it. Um, We're going to have a, an episode about the New Jerseys as soon as they officially drop, right? That's That's going to be. <sighs> You're gonna make me do this, okay? We'll do that when it comes. When it comes, yes. Yeah. We will, uh, we definitely want it to be official, uh, but yeah. Speaking of jerseys, oh man, I hope I don't have to do that. <laughs> yep, we're we're doing it. We we gotta do it. We we have to. Oh no, we hundred percent will. But I'm gonna be very upset. That's all I gotta say. I think say. everyone's very upset. Uh, but let, but let's see what it officially looks like. Uh, yeah, we did. I did learn like this past off season, like the initial image of the re- reverse retros versus what they looked at like on a person. 
very different things. Uh, yeah. And the the when yeah when the verse retros first got released, um, and we saw what the Coyotes one looked like, I was like, yeah, they look good, not as good as the purple one, but eh, they're all right. And then I saw them on the ice, and I'm like, holy crap, yeah. these are beautiful. Yeah, the the it's a very solid jersey. Like, there's definitely a difference between like, you know. A, a not great leak picture and an actual official like photograph. So, but uh, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it. Hundred um, percent. But yeah, you know, taking a look at you know that road ahead. Um, yeah, those three teams coming up not going to be easy. Um, yeah. So just prepare yourselves, Coyotes fans. Um, you know, do whatever coping mechanisms you guys have. Um, if just, you have one, I know a lot of people don't, but it's okay. That's what we're the, here the, for. The weekend back to backs are just tough because, like, it's like your entire weekend is potentially uh, not good. That that was last weekend, so especially a um, in a way home back to back, you know, away in Dallas and then back home to face Vegas. Thankfully, it's not too bad a plane, like, trip, but... Yeah, still. true. You know, it isn't, like, you know, going to, like, let's say, from Carolina to here. Like, yeah. that... Or Boston. Or Boston, yeah. Like, you know, I just had to pick any East Coast team, really. Um, But, yeah, it's still... Or actual like away versus or home away, however, whichever way you want to go, it does tax you and it is tiring. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, like any back to back is tiring, but there are certain ones that are just more so, and it'll be, you know, interesting to see how the Coyotes play it. Uh, Connor Ingram's been looking pretty good. I wonder if he gets the first start. You know, it might be worth it. Might be worth it, especially. Um, you know, kind of give you know veggie a couple breaks every now and then. It's like, all right, like you know, give you an extra day's extra day of rest. You know, yeah, yeah. Sit back, you know, get centered, watch the game, just kind of get ready because you're gonna be the guy. But take a break. There's a whole Hamilton song about that. <laughs> Absolutely. Any uh, any final thoughts you want to share before we close things off on today's episode? Uh, yeah. Um, it's uh nice to just have that relief. Uh, I'm sure the Coyotes are gonna lose again soon, but just that brief win, uh, you gotta savor it sometimes. Yeah, you, you always need a uh, what I call a reset game, right? Yeah. They kind of just like you know, get get your mind cleared, get things re- get things taken care of. So 100. percent Hundred percent. Well, that's going to be it for today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, to like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Locked On Coyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I'm personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Carl Pavlock is at Carl Pavlock. Interact with us, ask a question you might have, we might answer right back, or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes Podcast. 
Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. Woo-hoo!